0: Good morning, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domain. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, Bible study author and teacher. Well, I hope that you had a wonderful, very Merry Christmas. And you know, normally I would break from whatever study I'm working on to specifically address Christmas and the, and the New Year and wishing you a happy New Year, and I do, but this year I'm really into deep into my biblical tension study to really separate from it, and particularly right now I'm studying about judging to judge or not to judge, and as I went through my study this past week, I recognized that I had made a mistake last week in distinguishing the differences in the sixteen biblical references that I had addressed so I want to correct that. In the 16 Bible verses passages that I shared with you dealing with judging, I had said that 8 of them were against judging and 8 of them were affirming judging but the reality is as I worked through it somewhere along the line I had written down the wrong thing so it actually ends up being 9 of them that were to not judge and 7 of them that affirm judging so I just wanted to recognize that and with the holidays just on our heels Romans 14 3, 3 4 is one of those passages that talks about not judging let not him who eats despise him who does not eat and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats for God has received him who are you to judge another servant now I'm just not sure if that verse makes you want to shout hallelujah and amen but it does mean no in all the ways that I stretched beyond my normal eating lifestyle, celebrating at the parties and with all the delicious delicacies and sweets, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I will also tell you that I'm enjoying every minute of feasting on the meat of God's Word because I can assure you that studying biblical tensions does not fall into the category of the milk of the Word of God, but instead the meat. Studying the biblical tensions of Joseph. It's not an easy topic to study at all, but it is rich in strengthening, and teaching, and enriching us for spiritual growth. So I just once again hope that you'll just continue to join me as we look through this one. Today we're going to turn our attention to Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians because there in 1 Corinthians, I found that eight of those 16 passages that we've already brought forward last week, eight of those are found in 1 Corinthians. Corinthians in Paul's teaching. So Paul spends more time affirming judging than saying not to judge, but his teaching is riddled with tension nonetheless. Now Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 2:15 that he who is spiritual judges all things. And 2 chapters later in 1 Corinthians 4:5, he told his reader to judge nothing before it's time. That shifting back and forth happened all throughout 1 Corinthians. And then in my my blog post and and even the bible study devotion uh, podcast and the video as well we looked at jesus words when he said not to judge others in Matthew seven fifteen, and then in Luke six thirty seven, and to judge he also said to judge with righteous judgment. So there we've got Jesus saying not to judge others, and then to judge with righteous judgment in John seven twenty four. So this is what we call biblical tension. And looking at the biblical tensions of judging, it is just a difficult study topic. With that being said, let's talk about the letter to the Corinthian church, First Corinthians first we must remember that that Corinthian church was filled with problems and sin. Paul wrote to them to address these issues. Just this morning, I wrote down, I was looking through 1 Corinthians to see what all were their problems. And I maybe did not list every single one of them, but I kind of skimming through there looking at the ones I keep seeing addressed. And that church had division, boasting, jealousy, deep sexual immorality, and sin in that church. Pride and arrogance that Paul addresses and idolatry. Now, Like I said, maybe there were more, but that's a pretty strong list. Anyway, this is the church. This isn't people outside of the church. We have to remember that as we're looking at this topic through Paul's eyes here. This is where in 1 Corinthians 2, 14 through 15 is where he very first speaks about the topic of judging. Before we go there, I want to also go a little bit further back at 1 Corinthians 2, 4, 3, 5 and see what Paul had wrote there because we want just want to look at the whole context of it. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, three, 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So from that point in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, all the way to verse 16, Paul basically built his case for the Holy Spirit as God's manifested wisdom and power who knows all things. So we have to remember that in this discussion. First Corinthians 2, 13 through 15, a few verses later, he writes, These things we also speak not in words with man's wisdom, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Now Paul contrasts the natural and the spiritual man, the natural man does not have the spirit of God, who is God's manifested wisdom and power, who knows all things. Therefore, the natural man cannot receive the spiritual things, and he sees them as foolish. Now, Paul set up his case for judging and making right judgments by teaching them that the Holy Spirit is the one who rightly judges. Without the Holy Spirit or without being submitted to the Holy Spirit, no one makes right judgments. So let's look at our opening statement from Paul again in 1 Corinthians 2.15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself rightly judges no one. So when I looked at the original Greek language, I learned that the term for all in that verse, he who is spiritual judges all things. That word all means, Means truly, certainly, surely, indeed. And according to that Greek definition, how that term is used is it is always used and connects with the word that was before it, not the word that was after it. So in my mind, I immediately, when I read it, I connected all things with things, but what the scripture actually is doing, what Paul is doing in that writing is he's connecting that term with judging, not with things, okay? Then the word things, on the other hand, is a word that means individually or collectively, and when it's talking about individually, it means each, every, any, all, the whole, everyone, all things, everything, and then collectively, it can mean some of all types. So what we just see is, It still is that word there is all things. So it's really a good way to translate it. But we're still missing how very zeroed in he was on that term judging. So therefore we recognize that judges all things. That might be interpreted as he who is spiritual truly, certainly, surely, and indeed judges all things. So let's take a moment to recognize the following portion of that sentence is the concession. The next part of that sentence in 1 Corinthians 2.15 is the concession. While Paul stated that a spiritual man judges all things, he also made the concession that at the same time, that same person is rightly judged by no one. So one of my commentaries said that the spiritual man is free from human scrutiny. So rightly judged by no one. That's what that is. Free from human. Human scrutiny. Now, isn't it strange that God says that we are free from human scrutiny, but human scrutiny can cause us to react so strongly that we are often offended and so much to the degree that human scrutiny can cause us to make different decisions maybe even change course in some way. It is rare. And probably only when we are fully submitted to the Holy Spirit and fully identifying with our in Christ position that we are able to let human scrutiny roll off of us. So in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, shifting to the next chapter, Paul speaks to the believers of this church as carnal Christians, and this is what he says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Then go down a few more verses in 1 Corinthians 3, 16. He reminds them with this question, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Corinthians were carnal Christians. They were living sinful lives and they were totally unaware of their true identity. The church was filled with problems. It was filled with sin. And because they were not walking in the wisdom, the knowledge, and the power of the Holy Spirit, but instead in their weak carnal flesh. So in Corinthians 3, what happens is Paul built that case that Because they didn't know their identity, they also didn't access the power of the Holy Spirit in them, who is, once again, God's manifested wisdom and power who knows all things. So with that, let's move on to 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Corinthians 4, 3-5 says, But with me, it is a small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Paul saying this, I don't even judge myself, for I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. So, Paul was still speaking about judging based on human judgments, which were no big deal to Paul. He put so little confidence in human judgments that he said, I don't even judge myself. So, this makes perfectly good sense when we think about how unbalanced our judgments of ourselves can be. Especially when we consider our judgments from our human intellect or our human perceptions. In Many ways if we judged ourselves we might say we're good. We're good. And on the other hand our human tendency would be to judge ourselves too harshly. I mean sometimes we might judge ourselves in a way of we're just a good for nothing, dirty, rotten scoundrel, you know. But either one of these human judgments of ourselves are probably at the very least off base but God is our just judge. God is the only one who judges us rightly which I believe is Paul's purpose in saying therefore judge nothing before the time. You see right here when he spoke of judging he was speaking of judging in an absolute sense. Judging in an absolute sense is God's job and only God's job and it only happens in the specified time of Christ's second coming and judgment day. So here's our conclusion from today's study. In Christ, we are called to live rightly judging all things and our power and ability to do that comes from the Holy Spirit living in us. But we can't live submitted to the desires of our flesh and in and the power of the Holy Spirit at the same time. We must decide who will we submit to. Will it be to ourselves, to our own desires, or will it be to the Holy Spirit in us? If we choose the Holy Spirit, we can make right judgments. All right, so before I say goodbye, I want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever it is. I post daily morning prayers and biblical encouragement for Christian women and also check out my website to read my weekly blog or even if you need a Bible study resource, I have some free resources there and and some other Bible studies that you could use personally or even in a group study. So with that, I just want to ask you also to share this Bible study devotion with others that someone else can be encouraged. And until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day and happy new year.